a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. So we'll call this uh, Think Again, Start Again on a Monday. Uh, always great when the technology uh, goes to work. Uh, but we are focusing primarily on what is going on in Washington, D.C. Obviously, there's a, a lot of challenges and a lot of headwinds for President Biden and congressional Democrats. They have about two weeks before the House and the Senate go on technically what's called recess. But is it really a recess? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, as a uh, former Senate staffer, I, I will say... The term recess uh, always made me bristle just a little bit. Uh, I don't know about you growing up. I, I really liked recess. <laughs> I liked recess in school because uh, it gave us a chance to get out of the class and uh, play a little basketball. Uh, but congressional recess is a little different. Uh, some members of Congress do just kind of take that time off during the month of August. Uh, I'm very pleased that uh, most of the uh, representatives from the state of Utah, spend that recess primarily traveling the state and having town hall meetings, interacting with business leaders and local government leaders, community leaders, uh, and that's the way the recess is supposed to be done. So it really is an in-state work period. But the question will be, what gets done before that in-state work period during the month of August? Uh, We've heard a lot of late in terms of Democrats trying to scramble to get a few things passed before that August break. And uh, they've hit, of course, a a little bit of a a challenge. And many people focus on uh, Senator Joe Manchin from West Virginia as being the stick in the mud for the Democrats' agenda. Uh, And that's really misplaced in uh, to a large degree uh, because it's not just Senator Manchin. There's a a host of others who like to fly under the radar. They're all too happy to let uh, Joe Manchin catch the spears on a lot of those and a lot of the criticism. Uh, But it's more than just a, a Joe Manchin problem, to be sure. But really interesting is the pressure has heated up for Democrats to do something, to do anything. Uh, and I would remind people that uh, sometimes it's better to, you know, don't follow the old phrase of don't stand there, do something. Sometimes it's better to not do anything and just stand there. Uh, and that might be the case. So last week on Friday uh, on uh, the talk line radio show in West Virginia, Senator Joe Manchin was asked about why the negotiations over President Biden's Build Back Better bill are not going well. He reiterated quite emphatically that Congress needs to think twice about big spending projects when regular citizens in this country are dealing with massive inflation. They can't buy gasoline. They have a hard time buying groceries. Everything they buy and consume for their daily lives is a hardship to them. And can't we wait to make sure that we do nothing to add to that? And I can't make that decision on basically on taxes of any type and also on the energy and climate because it takes the taxes to pay for the investment in the clean technology that I'm in favor of. But I'm not going to do something and overreach 
that causes more problems. So important. I'm not going to overreach and do something in the name of doing something for an election that will cause more problems down the road. Uh, that's something I think we all would want out of our representatives in Washington. On that same program, Senator Manchin outlined his main philosophic, philosophical objections to the original Build Back Better bill. The Build Back Better, way back when, was a complete social realignment. Everything in the world you could throw at it, and I, and I was very clear when the president and I talked, I said, Mr. President, this piece of legislation is going to change our country from when John Kennedy said, ask not what your country can do for you, what you can do for your country. That piece of legislation will change us to how much more can my country do for me? And we are at $30.5 trillion of debt and climbing, and we have to be serious about this, but inflation is wreaking, wreaking havoc on everybody's lives. I don't care what uh, social rung you're on. Uh, such an important insight there from Senator Manchin that, it, you know, if we continue to just expand, expand, expand because we can expand, uh, then we do flip the script on former President John F. Kennedy's quote uh, of asking what we can do. Again, it will be just about what government does for us. Uh, and then finally, on that same program, Senator Manchin outlined his priorities. He's been very open and honest and very transparent in how he has negotiated with Senate uh, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and discussed why passing bills quickly is simply not a good idea. So I said, Chuck, if you're on a political deadline and it has to be done in July, the one thing you know you can get done is basically do the bill, run the piece of legislation on reducing drug prices, letting Medicare negotiate. That saves about $288 billion over 10 years. Take $40 billion of that and extend the Affordable Care Act, the, the, the discounts that people are getting, so their premiums won't go up. And also take the other $240 billion and put it to debt reduction. So some pretty interesting things coming from Joe Manchin there. Uh, there was a tweet yesterday from Brian Riedel uh, talking about how the Democrats ought to look thin, just as, as Senator Manchin was talking about. Don't do these massive bills. Uh, get really specific. Uh, he talked about the fact that uh, Democrats could have gotten past a minimum wage bill for 10 or $12 an hour minimum wage, but they demanded 15 and in the end, they got nothing. Same thing is true on a host of other things. If they just slim it down, do one subject at a time, there's a better way to lead, there's a better way to legislate, and hopefully we can get both sides to figure that out before we excuse them for recess. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.